Hi, welcome to Pull Up A Cup. I'm June and I'm here today with Stephen. Hello there. Hiya June, how are you doing? I'm not bad at all. How's it going with you? Not too bad, not too bad. Very strange. Deep in the jungle here. <laughs> yeah, you've got your background sort of like a bit... Is this just because you're sick of being in the house so you just imagine that you're somewhere else well my normal background's really boring so i like something a bit a bit shinier well i don't know if it's jungle or whether you've like been shrunk down to the size of an ant and you're just in the garden <laughs> i'm um i'm doing my old uh, 80s movie honey i shrunk the kids yeah hey do you know what if that's what gets us through lockdown that's what gets us through lockdown well <laughs> I've just realised that we're just talking about moving that my mug with my with my lovely little cup of coffee in says this is no rehearsal it's the performance of a lifetime and I'm just hoping that lockdown isn't a rehearsal for anything uh, absolutely uh, I, I do, I, people talk about the new normal I, I hate the expression the new normal yeah um, I, I just want to get back to seeing seeing my friends seeing my family mm -hmm. and uh, and and getting things getting things back to the way they were not normal what what is normal yeah i mean to me i've stopped calling it the new normal and it's the temporary it's a temporary normal so of course it is. yeah if i say it's temporary then i know it's going to change yeah but if i say it's new then it sort of like gives it a, makes it permanent, makes it like solidifies it and makes it sound like there isn't room for change. That's but absolutely I think, right. And we've got to change. We've got to be willing to go with it, which is why we've got to sort of like go through this at the minute. And I don't think we're accepting it, but. I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to say it is what it is because that's a horrible expression. Um. It's as bad as the new normal. <laughs> but I, I absolutely get you there with it is what it is, and at the minute, that's all we can do is look at what's happening now, and we can't look back because that's been, and we can't alter any of that. We've just got to keep looking forward. Yeah. But without, without things like theatre and what have you, I'm, I'm starting to climb up the walls. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love the way that they're trying to give us a bit of an experience, but it's fine for consumers who just want to watch bits of theatre that they're putting online. But it's harder for performers. It must be a nightmare for performers because their, their their entire livelihood has just been wiped out overnight. Um, I I work at the the Tyne Theatre on Westgate Road in Newcastle, and one day I was working there. I think it was the nineteenth of March, and we were having a, a great night. We all went out after the performance as we always do, and then the following day we got a telephone call and emails saying sorry guys but that's it and uh, and we've we've not been back since and i've been furloughed 
Mm -hmm. uh, which in in some ways is magnificent because I'm 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 getting some money coming in that I perhaps wouldn't have had. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it's just not the same. The camaraderie isn't there. I'm not meeting the people. We're not doing the same things. We're we're not. Uh, it's it's just an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it's the social aspect and that feeling of community that is so hard to replicate through a computer screen. And also, um, the, it's just the general day-to-day -day stuff. When you, you get up in the morning and you think, right, I've, I've, I'm, I'm going into work, I'm, I've, I've got people that I need to see, I've, the people who come through the door, I don't know who's going to come through the door. Um, more often than not, I'm on the stage door, and that's magnificent because you literally don't know who's going to walk through there. Mm -hmm. I've, I've had famous people walk through there in, in the last year. I've had... Um, what's, what's the comedian's name? I've, I've forgotten his name now. Um, little fella. Curly hair, Southwick. Oh, it'll come back to me. It uh, will. Don't do it when you get it. But he has—he's walked through the the door, and all right, I knew he was coming because his posters are being up. But it's—it's it's still amazing to have people that you wouldn't necessarily expect to walk through the door walk through the door, and mm -hmm. um, and all the rest of the staff as well, just coming in, getting around, doing their uh, doing their thing. Um, and, and that's just vanished. Yeah, yeah. A lot of years ago, I worked at um, the Opera House as well. I did Winter House. I mean, this is uh, when Phil was tiny and before I had Phil. So I talked about like 20 years ago, I was doing this. And um, I mean, Phil's 17. So I'm going to say, yeah, possibly 18, 19 years ago, I was doing that. So I was doing Front of House. And I now and then used to help um, with the riders. So I was doing the food as well and making sure they've got all their stuff in the, their dressing rooms and all their requests are, are dealt with. And yeah, as you say, once you're not doing just like the front and you've you more or less got that slightly backstage role, you do just bump into people and they just become somebody else because they, you're there doing a job. But you've seen some fabulous people. Um, and it's great, but I loved working there. It was a wonderful um, camaraderie. I mean, probably a totally different staff team now, but brilliant camaraderie. There, there's, not, there's nothing better than, than a theatre team. They, they, oh. they just get on. They're, there's none of this um, hierarchy, as it were. Everybody's just got their job to do. And every every single person will help you out to do what you need to do, and equally you turn around and and help them, and it's it's amazing. Absolutely love working there. Oh, that's it. I mean, I've done. If the gods was open, I was was always doing um, ushering the gods. Um, and I think I was still doing that when I was first pregnant with Phil. But the gods got a little bit too much after a while because them double height steps, um, once you're in the auditorium, is a bit much. It's a long way up there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I think I used to greet people when they came up, you know, that final, they would get to the upper circle and you'd go, no, you're going again. And they'd get up there and you'd go, they'd go that and it says, oh, you can't have oxygen, the mountain goats got it. <laughs> so there was just always, if, if you greeted people with that laugh, um, a lot of the time they were just so pleased to be, to, to be there to see this gig. And they didn't care where they were in the auditorium, as long as they could, you know, experience this, this live music was their priority. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's, uh, there's actually something even more close about the audience who get up to the gods. They, once they're up there, they're almost in their own little bubble and they think, yeah, we're, we're here. Yeah. And it's like when you say to them, oh, I'm going to take you up some more stairs because you're two rows from the back or you're the back row. And it's much easier to take you up this way. And they're like, where the hell am I going? <laughs> and you take that. And as soon, just before you open that door, you go, you are okay with heights, aren't you? Because I think you're not always prepared for that view right from the back row. Um, well, we've, had, we've had people with nosebleeds before. It's 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 quite a it, it, it's a long way up. It's a long way up, but oh my god, the sound is, is spectacular up there. It is. It's it's wonderful, and it's you get proper seats up there. You know, you're not stuck on benches or anything. No, no, it's just as comfortable up there as it is in the stalls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no i mean there's it's just like no dead spots for sound or anything which is what i love about it up there but it is a camaraderie and you, you do meet some people who were just so happy um and you get a laugh with them because they're so high up and they're called the cheap seats and you're just like no you're not you are there and these were the only seats that were left yeah yeah which up up in the gods, they say, isn't it? It's that's it. We call it. It's not. It's the gallery. No, it's not. It's the gods. <laughs> There's something amazing about being up there. I've never done the gods at the theatre royal law. Um, I don't think I've even been up in the gods at theatre royal. I've performed on the stage. Yeah, but not. No, I've been in the upper. I've been in the upper at the theatre royal. Oh, well, I tell a lie. I have been in the uh, I have been in the gods at the Theatre Royal. I watched Blood Brothers there. Um, mm -hmm. A friend of mine works at the Theatre Royal, and and he said, "Come on, get yourself down. I'll 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 get you in there." And the, the only place that was there was was up in the gods, and that that was. I've I've seen Blood Brothers so many times. It wouldn't matter where I was in the theatre. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I would I would I would sit in the orchestra pit if necessary. Um, but that, yeah, that was one time that I have been up there, and that's uh, that's a long way up as well. <laughs> yeah, I just I think I, I'm positive that people have told me that the gods in the in the opera house is just a little bit more. It's not as what would be the word like acute an angle as the Theatre Royal. Um, it's certainly very steep in the Theatre Royal. I, I felt as if I was falling forward when I was, when I was up there. Yeah, 
so maybe that's the difference. Maybe it's just, I mean, it's still a little bit, it's still steep at the opera house, but maybe it's just not as, not as angled. Could be, could be. But as I say, I've only been up there once, so maybe I'm, <laughs> I don't usually go into the, into the gods, if I can avoid it. Yeah. <clears throat> There'll always be a time where, I think when the, the need to see a show takes over and that you accept that the, the gods is the place. If you can't get a seat anywhere else, I'll sit on the roof if necessary, you know. <laughs> oh. oh, definitely. I mean, I've heard it where you're quite happy as long as um, there's you can be in there and you can experience the music or the show or the whatever performance is being on. That is the priority. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's also been taken away from people. And there's, there's no foreseeable sight in, uh, in theatres opening again, because with, with social distancing, it's, it's, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah. How do you open a theatre under the current circumstances? And it's looking as if the, the government are thinking, well, sorry, but you can't. Well, I think at the minute it's impossible because even if you can get them seated with a distance between them, you've still got to get them in and you've got to get them out. Yeah. Um, you might have to take away intervals to avoid congestion. There, there are so many. There are so many things that that are difficult when it comes to a, a theatre, or or even arenas and that kind of thing. That sort of setting into how you can safely reopen. Um, Cameron McIntosh just a couple of days ago said, "Look, I I, I don't see how this is possible. We're going to." Put off our productions, massive productions like Les Mis, yeah. the, the, the really big ones. And, and he's just said, look, I, I, I can't do it. Let's write off 2020. And for the, the provincial theatres, I'm not saying that the time theatre is small, but it, it is uh, 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 <coughs> it, it's not as massive as the West End, let's say. Oh, yeah. But, but how if if somebody is massive and and let's not go away from it as rich as Cameron Macintosh can write off an entire year, then what hope have have the smaller theatres? And we've got some fabulous fabulous theatres in in Newcastle in Newcastle alone. But places like the Live Theatre, we've got uh, we've got Northern Stage. We've got Alphabetti. Mm -hmm. uh, these these put out magnificent uh, performances, but how how can they survive? How can they survive in this this uh, this environment of of uncertainty? It's it's absolutely horrendous and and frightening. Oh, massively! And I mean, if you reduce the the amount of people who can be in a venue at a time you massively disadvantage places like Alphabetti who are a small fringe venue. Yeah. So if you can only, if they only say, well, you're only allowed 20 people in the building, 
I, I mean, that's not anywhere. I've just plucked a number out of my head. But then by the time you say, well, you've got your usher, you've got your bar staff, you've got whoever in their street, we're taken away from the 20 people. And then you've got the performers. And you see, you, see, you might have an audience of six people. And, and doing the number crunching, if, if you're thinking under normal circumstances, that would generate 300, 400 pounds per performance, then they're going to be paying, what, 50 quid a ticket? And they're not going to do it. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think it's great at the minute because I know that the team are doing their best to keep stuff going out there and... You know, I've noticed that they're, they're still trying to create a community around the theatre, um, which I think is great, which is what they're all having to do. But, uh, uh, they certainly are. I mean, even, even, the, uh, even the bigger theatres, National Theatre, have been absolutely magnificent during this, this lockdown. They've, they've released all sorts of things that have, have been recorded that mm. probably they wouldn't have wanted to, but... but the, it, it's put into the it's it's put into the real world some of the the, the magnificent output that, that that they do. Um, what have, what have I seen that's really? There was a tour um, not so long ago. I'm not going to say what year it was because I'm I, I'd probably make a fool of myself. It's probably older than I think it is. Um, <laughs> When I say yesterday, it can be anything from yesterday to three years ago, because I'm getting old. Um, there was a, a production and a tour of Frankenstein, um, starring um, Benedict Cumberbatch mm -hmm. and jo Johnny Lee Miller. And uh, the pair of them alternated the, the two roles one night um, Cumberbatch would play the monster and then the following night he would play Dr. Frankenstein himself and then they'd swap the roles and I, I got to see both. Now, Ooh, nice. I, 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 during this, this lockdown, there's no way I would have been able to afford it before this happened but National Theatre released it. Um, I, th I think the lovely thing about the way that they've done it is they're not making a song and dance about it. They're not saying we are marvelous, we are we are brilliant. This is we're doing this for you. Give us money. Yes, they do have a little tag at the beginning of of each of the things that they've released that says if you've got any money. Um, where uh, the theatre uh, and performance and, and artist world are, are, are basically crumbling. Give us some money if you can. But they're putting these things on and I think it's absolutely brilliant that they're doing it because they're, they're reaching out to the people in, in a way that they they don't need to. But it's, um, I, think it's, I think it's bringing people, it, it's making people understand how important the arts are, how important mm. theatre is to people. Massively. 
more so now when we haven't got it and you never know realize until it's taken away from you um how important these things were and still are and still are and ongoing and we need to be we need to have the support there for them for the future but that support needs to start now so that they are still there in the future i think i'm i'm not one for defending the current government but I, I'm, I'm going to on in this particular case in that they are going through the various things that do need to be supported. They've, they've looked after the, the older people. They've, they've generally, generally looked after the most vulnerable of society and, and they're working through them as they, they see them as uh, not necessarily important, but they're, they're prioritizing things that, that do need to be supported. And I think that the arts, theatre, um, the... Um, uh, it's not tourism. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, the, hospitality, uh, the hospitality industry has, yes. has, has almost been pushed to one side because uh, when lockdown happened it was basically well that's it there's nothing you can do about it we can't open doors just just get on with it and now that the the lockdown is slightly being eased um and uh, another discussion could be had for for a long time about whether or not that's a wise thing but now that it is being slightly eased the, the the focus has been shifted from the essential services and i put that in verbal inverted commas to uh football um we've we've seen that come back in a, a weird and wonderful way um it's quite hilarious watching 22 people running around uh, an empty stadium with with no atmosphere <laughs> it's it's very interesting um, to the uh, the hospitality industry now, where pubs are, are, are thinking about them. My God, can can we actually open? Can we work this? Can we do it? But it gets it back to what I was saying before um, that when it comes to theatres, it, it it's it's almost impossible to think while any sort of social distancing is in place that a theatre could open. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, as you said, we just need to, it's like a watch the base and just use it with common sense and fingers crossed, we will get back to some sort of participatory theatre experience. Um, so fingers crossed that'll, that'll happen. We've got to have that hope. It's 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 got to happen. It's it's got Will. to happen. I, I think that uh, I think the thing that has been brought to the fore um, in in this whole lockdown situation. I mentioned football. That's come back in a manner of speaking, but the figures. Uh, everybody knows that that football is the the the, the national sport. It's considered very highly supported. Um, I'm, I'm not going to quote figures for fear of sounding absolutely ridiculous, but 
I do know that in terms of actual bodies, ticket sales, the theatre up and down the country outsells the premiership. Uh, yeah. the, 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 the national, the, the main national league of, of the UK by something like five to one. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows that ticket sales <laughs> are, are, are massively high when it comes to prices, when it comes to theatre. So it's, it's easy to work out that to the economy, the theatre is at least as important as our national game. Yeah. And, and people have got to remember that. Absolutely. And I think on that note, that's like that positivity that people need to know this. And we need to keep saying this because if we, if we aren't saying it, there's nobody going to be able to hear it. So we'll keep them voices going, Stephen. It's been lovely talking to you. Definitely. Right. And you take care and I'll catch up with you sometime soon. <laughs> Possibly maybe September. Oh, no, you've finished now, haven't you? No, I'm starting my Masters. I'm still oh, you're doing the Masters. That's amazing. That's amazing. I will see you September, October sometime somewhere on campus. Probably, okay. still, probably still two metres apart, but we'll definitely go. Definitely. Okay, so you take care. Right. Love you lots. Da -da.